Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 9. And so, verse 23, he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What Jesus is saying here to them in their context would have been absolutely shocking. Absolutely horrific. What are you saying? Are you kidding? You just said, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to die. You need to pick up your cross and follow me. Now, this, this, we're just lost on us. I mean, it really is just lost on us. Because we don't have the context for it. I mean, honestly. And we think about the cross and we have warm thoughts. The old rugged cross, where the dearest and best, for a world of lost sinner was slain. I love the cross. I look at the cross and it just brings up warm feelings, right? It's at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. Right? And so when we think of a cross, we don't think of horrific things. But if we were talking about at the electric chair, at the electric chair where I first saw the light, that would be shocking. That would shock us into reality of where we, we really should be thinking, where our heads really should be when Jesus says, take up my cross and follow me. He's not saying, you know, take up the wonderful, you know, the, the symbol of salvation. He's saying, take up the symbol of death. Grab a noose and follow me to the gallows. Walk with me to Abu Badr in Saudi Arabia. The, he's the Rock Johnson in their country. He cuts people's heads off for a living on live TV so everybody can see. He is the executioner. Follow me to the executioner. Have your head lopped off. If only it were that glamorous. If only it was just so wonderful that we would go and get hung or there would be a guillotine or, or something like that where it could be a quick and swift death. But the cross was not that. The cross was horrific in, so, in ways we do not understand because these disciples had walked down the via and they had seen the people who were hung up on crosses, oftentimes naked, oftentimes beaten, groaning and moaning oh, as they couldn't catch a breath, trying to push themselves up and watching in open shame and anguish as this person is completely defiled in front of everybody and dying a slow death in front of them. This was not some glorious thing or some, you know, I'm going to carry a cross through the streets of New York or Los Angeles so that everybody can watch me as a witness to Jesus. That's wonderful, but that's not what these guys would have thought about. This was an instrument of torture, death, humiliation, and shame. And Jesus is saying, take up your cross and follow me. And this had to have been crazy to them. Crazy. What are you talking about? Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus is saying, follow me to death. And that can be literal. Many Christians have. And many Christians today still are. 
Many Christians in Syria right now are being crucified in front of everybody or in, in Sudan or around the world or many Christians in Saudi Arabia are meeting Abu Badr who cuts their heads off and goes home and has dinner with his family. Has live interviews on TV of how wonderful his job is because he gets to kill Christians for a living. And, and it is a reality, a shocking reality, but it's true. And, and that's exactly what Jesus is calling us to. Sure, eternal life is free. Jesus, co- Jesus paid it all. It cost me nothing. But in another way, and in a way that Jesus is telling his disciples right now, it costs us everything. It costs us everything. We die to who we were, and we're willing in that death to who we were. We are willing to live or even die for Jesus Christ because that's what we've chosen as Christians. That's what we've agreed to when we said yes to Jesus. Yes, I will live for you, and if necessary, I will die for you. Remember what Paul said, and this is the way he lived. He said in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, yet I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31, he ends that verse with, I die daily. I, and he did. I mean, look at his life. I mean, he would go from one thing to the next, from being scourged to being stoned to being shipwrecked to being chased and and for fear of his life everywhere he went. And the only way he could do that is to die. He'd wake up in the morning and say, okay, God, if this is the day, then this is the day. I'm following you. It doesn't matter if it means my death. And he lived his life like that. I I, I think of the mission, many missionaries who've gone on the mission field and their families have told them, you're going to die if you go there. And, and one missionary, as he's getting off the ship, the, the ship's captain's like, don't go to the cannibals. Don't go there. They, they'll kill you. And he turns around to them and he says, simply says, I died before I came here. And that was the, the, the title of a book of a couple that went to Morocco. And of course, as they served there, they, they made that decision from this other t- missionary's testimony. They made that decision. We're dying before we go there. And they died. And then they literally died. The husband literally was killed for going there and serving Jesus in that place. But they signed up for that. And that's what we sign up for when we become a Christian. And Paul tells us that in in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, he says, I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. It's just a reasonable thing to do. That's what we do as Christians. That's who we are as Christians. The Christian life is the exchanged life. My life for his life. My plans for his plans. My wrecked, confused, messed up, uncertain, headed for hell life for his wonderful, abundant, fulfilling, eternal life. And that may mean that I die. You know, I mean, I I read this one story about a man who went to the Philippines and he's so excited about reaching this tribe. But before he could reach the tribe, some war was breaking out and they lined him up. They cut his head off. They chopped his body up and they threw him in the river. 
tragic and never even got to share the gospel. But then another man came after him and he heard that story. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and, and the Holy Spirit told him, I want you to go to that tribe. That man was trying to reach. I want you to go to that tribe and tell them, I have a message from a man whose blood is in your river. Now, that was kind of a weird message. But he went to him and he says, I have a message from a man whose blood was in your river. Well, they had a policy, <laughs> a tribal tradition that if anybody, if their blood is in the river, we have to hear their message. And he was able to share the gospel with him in the entire tribe except Christ. God has a reason for everything he does. And we don't even understand it, but God does. And sometimes our witness is greater in our death than in our life. And that, that's up to God. Notice what he says, verse 24, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? This is why, this is why, gang, it's, it's a life of faith. It's a life of faith. You know, we want to hold on to the world, right? We do. We want to hold on to it. It's precious, you know? You know how they catch monkeys some, sometimes? Sometimes they put big nets over trees and catch a bunch of monkeys, but they want to catch one monkey. You want to catch one monkey. How do you do it? You get a jar with a hole about that big in it, maybe a little bit smaller, just enough for the monkey to get his arm in it, and you put a piece of candy in there. And you wait for the monkey to come up, and he'll reach his down in there, and he'll grab that piece of candy, and then he pulls his hand up, and he can't get his hand out of the jar, but he is not going to let go of his piece of candy. He will not. And so you just walk up to him and he tries to run with the jar, but he can't run very fast and he can't climb a tree. And so you just grab him and he won't let go of that candy. He'll let, he'll give up his life for that candy. And that's oftentimes what we do. We give up our life for the world. We're in bondage to it. We give up our life for it. What, but what, what benefit is if we give, if we gain the whole world but lose our soul? Do I believe that God has a better plan for my life than I do? That's the question. Am I going to be fulfilled by sticking with my plan? Or am I going to be more fulfilled by going with his plan? It's, it's pretty simple. It's pretty logical. Who can do my life better? Me or him? When God sent the children of Israel into the promised land, he warned them. He said, you know, and they were going in there, they were going to have all kinds of things that they didn't produce, that houses they didn't build and vineyards they didn't plant and you know, in cisterns that they didn't dig full of water. They were going to have all this abundance, a land flowing with milk and honey. And he says, when you go into the land and you have all that, don't forget that I'm all you need. He says, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds of mouth from the mouth of God. So don't forget me, because if you do forget me, it will be bad. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.